Isis Young knows more about the game than many other people talking about basketball on screen. Not only did she play it at a high level, she continues to broadcast it at a high level. Locked on women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Ice Young has done it all when it comes to basketball, playing, now sideline reporting, analyst work, anything, you name it, and is even the CEO of Your World Media. And plus, I'm so happy to call her my friend. Today, Ice and I are going to talk about basketball, and there's no button better to get into the X's and O's of the game, and we're going to talk all about Syracuse hoops and how amazing that game was against Louisville. We're going to dive into some conversations around National Girls and Women in Sports Day, Black History Month, and Ice's Climb. There's no way we're going to be able to fit this all in 30 minutes, but we're going to try. Ice, so happy to have you. What's up, fam? Hi, love. Hi, Gigi. How are you? Good to be here with a friend. It's so cool when friends ask you to come on podcasts. It's like, what? Somebody's making money for having a conversation with me? Like, we do this on FaceTime regularly. It's fine. It's, it's no big deal, but it's awesome. Um, I'm excited for our audience to listen in on just our conversation and our mindsets. We're very similar in that way. Um, first of all, I love the jingle. I heard it before, but like here I kind of, had a little, did you have anything to do with that or? Oh, I wish I wish when I came on as a guest for the first time, I was like, that, that is just so right. A Goomba wallet. And now it like plays in my head kind of thing. Yeah. It screamed Howard medical. So I, I feel like Howard did that. That was amazing. I love it. I love it. That was good intro. Yeah. Shout out to Howard. Howard was like, I was like, oh, I have a great idea for a guest. Let's get Ice Young on. He's like, okay, I'll connect you guys via email. I'm like, no worries about that, Howard. I got yeah, it. I'll take this one. Here. Love. Oh, good. Oh, good, Howard. Thanks so much, though. <laughs> Thank you, Howard. All right. So I'm going to take a little page out of Howard's book. We're going to talk about purely about hoops right now because hmm. you were on the broadcast at your alma mater for a crazy game, Syracuse, Syracuse beating Louisville 73 to 72, definitely a nail biter. And a lot of news coming out after this too, that you were updating me on before this call even started. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was yesterday, Sunday, um, game was at 12 on the CW. It's our ACC women's basketball package. So that's, that's been my third game for them. Mm -hmm. um, fantastic. Like Louisville number 15, in the country, you know, coming in at Syracuse, these teams played 11 days ago. And so it was a quick turnaround. Um, I call these matchups like chess versus checkers, you know, like mm -hmm. you're deciding like, what did you learn from the last game and how can you either continue to build on that if you want, or if you're Syracuse, how can you change it? Um, and they just made like fantastic adjustments down the stretch. Um, my first time seeing Daisha Fair in person and like, she's the real deal. I mean, we talk a lot about scores around the country right now and Juju Watkins and obviously Clayton Clark and Hannah Hidalgo, but like Daisha Fair deserves to be in that conversation. And on some days she is better than some of the people that I have just named. Like she has a dangerous three point shot. She's such a good score. She scores in just every pocket possible. Um, she's this week. She's the Naismith player of the week, the ESPN player of the week coach, uh, head coach Felicia Leggett Jack is the ESPN coach of the week for their win over Louisville. Um, and they're now second in the ACC. I mean, this is Syracuse team last year that, you know, we didn't kind of talk about. We were like, oh, they're building. 
you know, it's a rebuild year. Like you didn't pay much attention to. And then this year, like they've taken somebody's spot in the tournament and they're fighting for a seed. Um, so it was good to be home and just see good basketball, good basketball and a good fan base. Like it was rocking in the dome. It was rocking. And I feel like the energy only picked up throughout the game. I do have to shout you out for like many things that you did on the broadcast. One thing you're talking about fair, you couldn't help but like hype her up on the broadcast. She doesn't need any more hype, but you you threw it in. I love how you go step back, baby. Fair drains one. And then I'm she ended the first half with a buzzer beater and then also was the one that gave them the go ahead points late in the stretch. Like you're so right. She doesn't get enough national recognition. Do you think that's an ACC thing or is it something specific to Syracuse? What's going on there? Listen, like, that's what I say. It's on us. It's on the media. Like, mm. it's on the media to, like, watch everyone across the country and assess everyone across the country and then raise those who are above the rest above. And, like, mm -hmm. she's been above. I mean, she is 3,200 career points right now. She's second in scoring in active players under Caitlin Clark. And, guys, I'm not talking like Caitlin is at five and she's at three. I'm talking like she's less than a 1,000 away. Like, she's a scorer. And so I just think um, – you know, she started out at Buffalo, right, which is not a power five, but her team made it to the Sweet 16 under Coach Jack. And so I, I think just, um, you know, she came from that level. And so she just wasn't on that scale. You know, she was on a mid-major scale. And then now mm -hmm. she's in CC scale and her team is winning. And like, it's not just De'Asha Fair. I wish, I wish it was. But now I'm like, I need everybody else to come and watch the team because when you talk about the rest of them, like Alyssa Latham being a freshman, Alyssa Latham, I, I listen, my prediction is Alyssa Latham will win the Lisa Leslie Award. Like when it's all said and done, I think that she will. I cannot mm -hmm. see how if she just doesn't progress at the rate in which she looks like right now, how she will not be one of the best centers in the country. And mm -hmm. like she's a center that is like a five player in the NBA in which they can do everything. Like they mm -hmm. can shoot, she can dribble, she can pass. Um, and she's only a freshman. Just like her athletic ability is off the charts. Uh, so I just, I don't know. I just feel like there are so many people around fair that make this Syracuse team good. Uh, I'm excited to do what they do. I'm excited to see what they do in the tournament. Um, and I think Coach Jack is just a coach that knows how to win. And that's what you want. You want good players and you want a coach who knows how to win and you can put it together. A coach that knows how to win. And you also said that they're a coach that's a player's coach. So you you play the sport, you watch the sport. And what do you makes that player's coach? First of all, shout out to you for watching the game and like taking these notes. Because a lot of people just ask about the game and then they didn't bother you know, listening or maybe they didn't hear or whatever. So I appreciate that. Um, Thank you. But also, Ice, like, I'm sure you're the same. When I'm watching games, I am listening to the games. Like, my roommates want to talk and I'm like, wait, sh sh the sideline report's happening or something like that some fans don't pay attention to. It's so different now. We're like, I'm taking notes on, like, yeah. what I want to do, too. So the energy you bring, every how well prepared you are. And the plus, of course, you played for this program and you call it home. But mm -hmm. that's something that you bring to every broadcast, too. So I appreciate the shout out, but I'm definitely going to be throwing you one right back. <laughs> I, appreciate that. I appreciate that. Remind me of your question. Now I forgot. Oh, no, that is all good. A little we go on our own path for the shout out. I wanted to see from you what makes a player's coach. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think it's um, the ability to push an athlete forward, to challenge them to get to heights that we haven't seen. You know, like I think when we talk about like Elisa Bluter uh, for Caitlin Clark, right? It's like, I'm going to give you the opportunity and the platform and push you to heights we haven't seen. 
If you want to practice shooting threes from the logo and you can make them that consistently, make me a believer and I'll let you do it in the game. And then you'll look like you're changing the game, right? It's like coaches understanding that they have that diamond in the rough and they're going to give them the platform to be them. So many times I think we see players who have unbelievable talent and maybe pick the wrong coach or the wrong system that doesn't allow them to grow as much. Um, and, but there every now and then we see just that perfect recipe and like, it, it looks so pure. And so I think just watching fair play and watching how coach Leggett trusts her watching how Caitlin plays and Bluter trusts her. Like it's just, it's special. Um, and so I think just, you know, coach Jack, she said she approaches it like, you know, that's, that's her daughter. Like they have a mom daughter relationship. Um, and it's really just, it's, it's been stellar to like see from the sidelines. Like you could just tell this real love there. Mm, such real love there's more love to get into we got to talk more about this big east broadcast you're on for national girls and women's sports day a completely all-female broadcast and crew crazy can't wait to get into that and then we're also going to give out our flowers so this episode is going to come out the day after valentine's day mm -hmm. so we're going to keep the love going and give flowers to people that we don't think really have gotten as many as they should so more after this and our presenting or one of our sponsors today is Robin Hood. So look into Robin Hood. I'm sure I know Ice and I have the same financial planner. We are looking into our retirement funds. Robin Hood has the only IRA that gives you 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to our Robin Hood Gold. Now through April 30th, Robin Hood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. This is available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC is a registered broker dealer. All right. So, Ice, you said it. A lot of love to go around. And I want to give some love to you and everybody that was part of that Big East broadcast, National Girls and Women in Sports Day. And all these teams are having their own National Girls and Women Sports Day. But what was that like for you? It's nothing new to see women alongside you on the broadcast or even on the crew. But was there something special about that day that kind of had a different feeling? Yeah, I mean, it just just a great to be a part of. Um, first, you know, it was supposed to be a game that featured two female head coaches. Right. So Megan Duffy for Marquette. And then it was supposed to be Tasha Butts for Georgetown, who lost her fight to breast cancer earlier before the season. And so interim head coach Darnell Haney has stepped in um, and he's phenomenal. I mean, what he's done with the program is phenomenal. So just what that day was supposed to mean and how we can honor her and her legacy. And I think the big East does such a good job of just being female forward. It's like they're their you know, commissioner is Val Ackerman, right? Like when you have people in high positions that look like you, they can reflect and make the product, make sure that it reflects what we're seeing. And so I just think, you know, Val has done a great job of that. Um, and then working alongside, you know, Lisa Byington and Kim Adams was just fun. Like just, you know, pros, they care about the product on the floor. The information was great. The storytelling was great. Um, it was just a fun game to be a part of. Um, we had Marquette alum Chloe Murata shadow the broadcast and she's an up and coming broadcaster. And just to give her an opportunity to be there with us and to get feedback from three different people and three different roles on the broadcast was fantastic for her. Um, so it's just a good day to push women forward. I mean, every day is a good day to push women forward, but that was a good reminder. Um, I tell you what, Gigi, I walked away with one mission, honestly. I said, I've got to get more women of color and production opportunities for broadcasts mm -hmm. because there are so many opportunities between the AD and the camera and director and producer and this and that. And 
And not even in the scheme of just Black History Month, but in just being a Black woman, like you just want to make sure these stories are being told. Um, and I just remember thinking like, man, all these women, some, some of the camera people we had to pull from Los Angeles because we couldn't find anyone that was local in Milwaukee. Like, so there's a need and there's a want for women to do this and there's spaces and opportunities. Um, and so I just remember thinking like, you know, on TV, like we've had so many different faces and so many different people set that standard. But I think behind the scenes now, we also need to make that push in terms of the production of it. And so um, I just walked away, you know, feeling kind of inspired, but also like there's always so much more work to do. Um, and I think just being a woman in sports, it just comes with that mindset. There is always so much more work to do. And, and we're tired. No, I'm just kidding. We, we might be tired, but we're going to keep pushing forward. And it's so amazing that you bring up the production because even for me, I, I know, and this is way different. I would say as a white woman, I see myself in positions where I'm like, okay, that's what I want to do. I want to be on air. Hmm. But actually recently I've had a couple opportunities in production and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll dabble in this, but I look around and it's usually an all male Mm. And honestly, predominantly white male staff, but there's a couple hundred bucks you could pick up by being at at the scorer's table, doing the stats, doing yeah. the timeout coordinating. You could be the producer. You could be so many different things. And I, I want to hear from you, too. So one of your missions right now being you're wanting to get more women of color in these roles of production. Mm. Can you talk a little bit more about that and about this idea, the concept of there's room for everyone in mm. in the sports media space? Yeah, it's great. I, I think, um, you know, I think in the spirit of like National Girls Women Sports Day and female forward productions, it, it just makes me think of like two things. One, um, pull as you climb. Like I learned that from my mentor, Latina Robinson, just pull as you climb. I preach this like for my business. It's our slogan on our emails. If I send you an email at the bottom, it says we pull as we climb. Because I just think that as we're getting to new heights and we're experiencing awesome things in our career, you're leaving room from what you just experienced to where you are. And so then you can make room for someone else to come behind you and experience what you just experienced. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have to make room for others, I think, and just pull as you climb. So. I think in terms of production and getting more women in that industry, it's just pulling as I'm climbing. But also, you know, if someone says like, oh, well, I don't necessarily want to be on air, but I want to help. Like me still saying, OK, cool. Let me connect you to a producer I know. Let me connect you to a director I know. Let me connect mm -hmm. you, to, you know, hey, maybe stats or SIDs. Oh, my goodness. My SID at Syracuse, Olivia Cairo, like she became a mentor and a friend to me while I was there. It was way past her being an SID and making sure I was on time for interviews. Like mm -hmm. it was sure to connect me with other broadcasters and making sure I met Maria Taylor and Jay Billis while I was in school. Um, and so I just think all of those roles are so important. We need more people in those. And so I just, I have that network. I have that connection and I, I care to pull as I climb. And so I think just being mindful that it's not always having to put someone on TV, like it's mm -hmm. the other roles that also affect how we tell the stories of the game. And that matters. Mm -hmm. That, that is so beautiful. And that's a message you definitely share with me. And now I share it with others and it's honestly infectious like that. So I appreciate you for ever even saying that message to me and shout out to China too for that. And um, before we get more into China, who I know is one of your mentors, I want to talk about Taylor Rooks, who was on a podcast back in August and she was asked what it meant to be a black woman in media at the time. This is the black women, no sports podcast. She said three words, fantastic complicated 
and fulfilling. So I want to ask you if you had three words to describe being a black woman in media, if you want more than three, obviously you take more than three eyes, but I want to see a fantastic, complicated and fulfilling resonate with you and what words you choose. Yeah. First of all, I love, I love that. Um, I think that's a good, good description. Um, for me, I would say, I would say empowering. I would say to be a black woman in media. It means to be empowering. It means to, um, give me a word for like, be the example, hmm. uh, visibility. Mm -hmm. I would say visibility, like empowering visibility. Um, and I would say, mm, I'm going to go with a business approach and I would say brand. Mm. Uh, I would say, you know, just best things about it. One, just being empowering, like empowering the product on the floor, empowering the next little girl that either wants to play or wants to broadcast, wants to coach, whatever it is. But you know that when you do your job well, that's what you're doing. Like, that's what I believe when I do my job well, like somebody is leaving this broadcast, hopefully empowered or inspired to do whatever the heck they want to do, because these people are out here doing what they want to do. And it looks great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think visibility and just like representation matters. Like if I see it, then I can be it. I'm starting to understand. I'm starting to understand for more girl dads that they don't feel like their daughters have that. They don't feel like their daughters have the like we, they don't have anyone to see. So they don't know they can do it, you know? And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, OK, well, then we've just got to be more visible because there are women out here doing it. And so we've got to make sure that we tell these stories, that we show that they're doing it so that your daughters know that they can do more. Mm -hmm. um, so that's important. And then I think, um, yeah, I think just uh, telling the stories um, and where I've been and the network that I've built um, and just the amount of great people that I've met along the way that have really helped to push me forward. Um, I think they've all become part of my brand. And I think just as a black woman, like you just have to protect the heck out of your brand. You mm -hmm. just have to, have to, you have to protect your brand at all costs. And so that means like protecting your integrity, protecting how you present yourself on air, protecting how you get your information, how you deliver that information to do it honestly and correctly and accurately every single time because that's your brand. Um, and because we know that when we don't have the best brand or when someone attacks our brand, it's so easy for others to jump on ship. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think I've learned to just protect my brand. It starts with me and how I present myself and how I walk into spaces, but how I leave them who I treat along the way, um, how I handle sometimes the uncomfortable conversations, you know, who I bring along the way in terms of my agent and his representation for me. Um, and then just the sisterhood of mentors that, you know, help me build my brand as they build theirs. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what my experience in being a woman in sport has been like, uh, mm -hmm. is those Mm. And we're going to talk more about that sisterhood and open up uh, more about your journey and your amazing climb and everything that's left for you to do right after this. Um, today's episode is also sponsored by Hungry Root. Visit HungryRoot.com slash on to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. Ice, I'm going to get Hungry Root for you because every time we talk, I'm like, what are you up to? And you're like, oh, doing this, this, and then I'll eat. And then it's like hours later and I'm like, what what's up? And you're like, still haven't put it off. Just been or still haven't ate. Just been so busy. Ice is too busy. I'm gonna send her some hungry root. <laughs> Yo, it's amazing. Like how you miss meals at home working. You know, I'm just like, oh, I've been on the laptop. Fine. 
it's now 430. You know, like I stopped and I grabbed hot chocolate. Hot chocolate is my thing. Like I'm a mug, I'm a mug warm drinks person. So this mm-hmm. is my one. But um I make probably like two hot drinks a day. And like, so I really think like half my body is off of tea and hot chocolate at this point. And the other half is whatever I manage to eat in between. Even smoothies, like smoothies are my thing on the go. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just had a, a tough time like remembering to eat. It's hilarious, but I appreciate what it's, I appreciate Yeah, yeah, I got you. And I mean, this is, this is you being CEO. This is like you being all these things that you are. And before we get into just your story, I want to talk a little bit more about the China because I, I know from you, she's one of your mentors. She was just given $10,000 at the Sports Power Brunch um, for that Rising Media Stars program. And I wanted to see if you saw that and, you know, if you want to give some more flowers to LaChina now to hopefully she's watching. If not, maybe oh, you can send this to her. <laughs> Man, like what she has done with Rising Media Stars has been incredible. I think it's in its fourth year. So I was in the inaugural class. Um, it was right after I was graduating from Syracuse and trying to figure it out what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to take this broadcast thing serious. And I knew she was a person I had to learn from. Um, so, I mean, what she's done with Rising Media Stars, it's no surprise because she has the brand. Like, there is no one who's ever said anything other than she's delightful and awesome and a pleasure to be around is LaChina. Um, and so it's just been really cool to be a part of her journey, to have that little piece of, you know, mentee mentorship, because um, I really believe in that. And so does she. Um, and she's got partnerships with NBC and like the NCAA. I, the class this year will be at the final four. They're doing some reporting and some shadowing at the final four. Like it, it's the the women now that work with her, like anyone that touches the China experiences success. That That is as easy as I can put it. Um, and so I'm so excited for her. I think that that's amazing. And it's amazing that people are investing into her brand. They should. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. I'd love that that impact that it's had on you, too. And so turning to your journey, but I feel like there's so much we could talk about. Hopefully you come back on another podcast because we didn't even get into why it's so important to protect your brand, which I feel like in this past week, we could talk about so many different instances um, of that. Yeah. But before we get into you and your your journey, is there any other flowers that you want to give out in this spirit of showing love on um, this wake of Valentine's Day? Yeah, for sure. I think since we're in the theme of rising media stars, I'll stay with that. Um, and mm-hmm. so um, Zora Stevenson, uh, who was formerly a sideline with the Bucks, went left the NBA to become full time with NBC. She's been doing play by play for like all of Iowa women's basketball home games. And so every time we're talking about Caitlin Clark getting a record, breaking this, breaking that, every other game, it's Zora that's on the call. And I love that. Um, and so she's representing a huge part of the game. Fantastic. And then Andrea Carter is the only woman that's ever hold a consistent role on ESPN's college game day. And so if you're watching that, you're like, whoa, why is there a woman on there? It was only ever Jay Billis and um, and company and, you know, all those guys. Who is this? Well, it's Andrea Carter. Um, And so I think just seeing friends and like sisters who are experiencing so much success is just, it becomes part of my normal day experience. And that's what I love about it. That's what I love about it is I'm around winners. It's amazing. Yeah. And you know, you know how to win too. And thank you for, this is a classic you, you give us a very, very easy segue. So you, (laughs) you played a lot of basketball. You even went on to play at the professional level. We talked about Syracuse in your debut game, your redshirt junior year after injury. You had a season high 20 points against Morgan State. You have this winning mentality that persists through injury and hardship and transferring and all this stuff. Man, 
how do you feel like that winning mentality is applying to your life now post playing if you if you do think you're done (laughs) yeah yeah i would say like once a hooper always a hooper like i'm so competitive um even when i'm you know broadcasting and calling games like i'm competitive against myself and making sure i know this stat and i know this player and i know where she came from and i can tell the story in this way like i'm competitive um watching my games back critical you know i'm like oh my gosh i should have added this part i should add this but um so i think just yeah, being a competitor, it never goes away. Um, and it's fun too, because like there, there are small, easy ways to compete within like being a broadcaster. Like you can say like, hey, I want more games from this national network than I got last year. Hey, I want to make sure that I do more games with this person because I know that they're going to help to push me forward. Like there are different things that you can do to compete and make it competitive and fun. Um, or hey, how many different states can I touch with games? Like that is just kind mm-hmm. of fun. So I think I've just found a healthy way like to compete and try to get better without comparing. Um, One thing I've learned in this industry is like everybody's cup of tea, not your cup of tea and vice versa. And so some people who love you and think that you're awesome, there'll be people in a section of the world who are like, oh, I don't like her style. She's a little boring to me. Or they'd be like, oh, she's a little too energetic. She's yelling at me on TV. Okay. And other people will be like, yeah, but I'm yelling back and it's great. (laughs) Like, you know, you have to find just your style and your versatility and just be you. I think that too is is the big thing in the industry. Like, just be you. If you try to be like somebody else, they've already gotten the job. They've already gotten the job being them. You might as well be you and like craft your style and like have your confidence to what you're doing um, and then really do that. And so I just think I've just found my stride with like my confidence and my craft. And I'm like, okay, I'm happy with like what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and where I'm doing it. Um, And it's been fun. Yeah. And that that feeling of being settled and feeling confident where you are is so evident in what you do. And I know I'm going to ask you a complicated question because I want you to not just be talking about the present moment, but look ahead. Yeah. What do you what do you see for for yourself five, 10 years from now? Whoa. Does it exist? Yeah, that's so funny. Um, I, I honestly think the biggest thing for me, I hope we just be a family. Mm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the. Uh, There's no doubt to me that like in this industry with the opportunities that I've been afforded and what like God has really done, that it won't continue to grow. It won't continue to reach new heights. And I think as I grow or I'm growing as the game of women's basketball is growing. So there's just going to be more. And then I want to get into more sports and like really diversify myself. I want someone to pop on an MLS broadcast and be like, whoa, why is ISIS hosting the studio? Wait, hold on. That's the Hooper. Wait, how is she here? Yeah, I'm here. And I belong. And so Mm -hmm. I think maybe getting versatile in, in other sports, working on that like host and reporter part of, of um, my skills. Um, and then I think just hopefully with a family, 10 years, like I'll be 37. Hopefully I've got little ice cubes running around and a fine, you know, fine husband in the living room. Like, uh-huh. you know, got a couple houses and a beach home somewhere and we'll invite you on vacation. Like, hopefully that's what it looks like, you know? We'll be out, kick the feet up, take the kids on a little walk around the neighborhood. <laughs> Listen, we'll pour one of our sponsored drinks from some podcast or thing we've got working that's gone great. And yes. we'll sit there and be chilling. Be chilling. Be chilling like ice. I so I feel like there's not there's no way like I knew this whole time. There was no way I could fit your whole story into this. But I do want to ask you one thing. Because I feel like some people might not even know about this. You were an analyst for the Connecticut Sun in 2022. They go to the finals. What was that like? And you're talking about the state of women's college basketball and women's basketball now. 
do you feel like there's a new era in particular with the WNBA right now? Yeah, I, I really enjoy my time working in the W. Um, it's always cool to see just the next level, you know, of what that best level is. And obviously we know that the W is the best brand of basketball in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's cool that you can experience that in Connecticut or in Vegas or in Dallas or in Phoenix, right? Um, and so we were only, we were one of only two broadcasts that traveled on the road and did games there. So it was really cool to experience just the W in Seattle, in Phoenix, um, in Vegas. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed our West Coast trip. I thought it was so cool. Seattle was a vibe. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't really know. And like, all you know about Seattle is Grey's Anatomy and the Space Needle. And that's, and it's like dark, like gray is all I expected. But it was beautiful yes. out there. Yeah, I loved it. Um, and so I enjoyed covering the W. Um, to me, it was like the Connecticut Sun had the pieces. Um, and Alyssa Thomas had an MVP year. She should have won MVP. I think everyone knew that that was really clear, like after. But um, I think she just had like a fantastic run. She really willed that team. Dewana Bonner, one of my favorite pros to interact with ever. Um, mm -hmm. Just so gentle, so nice, so kind, so honest, such a mom. Um, and so I just enjoyed being around that team and just seeing their success. Um, and then just the fact that the year after that, they now have Stephanie White, a new coach, different pieces, and still are having success. Like, um, I just kind of feel like Alyssa Thomas and DB are just due for a championship at some point um, before it gets too late. And so I, I really enjoyed my time in the W. And it gave me perspective on the different ways to cover the W versus college basketball. You know, college basketball, you can talk more about a player and their story, their development, you know, what they can be, like their potential. And the W, we're talking about real time, baby. Like either you're the best player here or you're not, you know, like, or you can work to it, sure. But it's a vet women's league. Like if you're not at a certain status and you haven't experienced enough basketball, it's just hard to cut it here. Um, mm -hmm. And so I like it. I like that the W is cutthroat and like college basketball is forgiving because that's really mm -hmm. what it seems like to me. Um, and so I appreciate it just telling the stories on both sides. Mm -hmm. Okay. couple more questions. Yeah. The stories on both sides. What do you want to see? change mm. or or do you want to see more of in that storytelling space when it comes to women's basketball uh players autonomy over their stories mm -hmm. um, i think now we're at a point where you know building your brand and being an nil athlete and pulling in nil money and sponsorships off of your name image and likeness is at the highest it's ever been and it's going to continue to increase Mm -hmm. um, people are going to get mad that 18 year olds are stealing their money. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen then. Cause I just feel like that's another, you know, like we had civil war, we had COVID, like we'll have something here when like 18 year olds are making more money than most of the world. It'll be, mm -hmm. it'll be crazy. But in sports with the, with the fandom and the way it's going, like you have to, I mean, listen, like if Hannah Hidalgo was like, I'm releasing a limited edition jersey because I recorded the most steals and scored the most points of any Notre Dame freshman ever. And here's a limited edition. It'd be sold out in 30 mm -hmm. seconds. Sold mm -hmm. out. Sold out. I'd have bought six just for me and my future kids. Like, be like, hey, I got <laughs> here. This is for y'all. This is vintage right here. You need to know who this was. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I just, I just think. Um, like building your brand is important. And so I think just that that visibility is is what is growing like about the W. And so I think in telling the stories, like I just want that part to shine. Like I want them to shine. And these athletes who made, you know, these corporations and companies and, and schools make so much money off of them. 
for them also to get part of that investment and the majority of it because it is them. Like they put in the work. They woke up at 6 a.m. They put in the hours on the court. They delivered the game winning shot. They deserve the compensation from it. Yes. Um, and so I think the, the athletes right now that are building their brand and showing how versatile they can be are capitalizing. I've been really impressed with Kiki Rice for UCLA. I think if you Love. follow her and her brand and just the different gifts she's given, given to her teammates and the stuff she's done in the community, like she has thought very strategically about what she wants her brand to be and knew that she was going to get money as the first Jordan athlete to have, you know, her own signature shoe. She just thought about it, you know, thoughtfully and carefully. And so it's nice to see, you know, young women put in those positions um, to have influence and to have a little bit of change and have a little bit of money as well to go with it. So mm -hmm. I think I, I'm working through my business to really just help those athletes, like build those brands, tell those stories and get people invested into what is unique and awesome about you. The CEO speaks <laughs> before you plug your brand. I got to ask you, what does it mean to embrace the hallway? Oh, embrace the hallway. Good question. Good questions. So this is on my bio. Um, me and one of my mentors, Brian Burton, who we um, he does broadcasting like over on the West Coast. He lives in Colorado. He used to be a college coach and he moved into broadcasting. And I met him through this basketball organization that I work for, a point guard college. And so um, we you know, developed a mentorship. He's kind of like the cool uncle to me. Like he's got three younger girls. And so, you know, like we we have good conversations about family and just culture and like broadcasting and how we can get better. And, um, you know, I just was going through you know, just a lot, like trying to figure out what broadcasting could really look like for me. Am I moving into an apartment? Am I staying with my parents? Am I going back overseas? Like, I just felt like I was in the hallway, just waiting for God, you know, oh. hey, like, hey, don't forget about me. Like, mm -hmm. I, I kind of mm -hmm. need you to send something so I can do something, you know, like, I don't know what to do. And so, you know, just embracing the hallway, embracing, experiencing different things, trying different things, I started my business when I was in the hallway and I was like, listen, like, we don't know what it's going to look like. We need something consistent. Why not? Why not me? Why not? it be my thing that's consistent. Um, and so that's kind of what that means. Just like when you're waiting for an opportunity or waiting for something to happen, just embrace that weight and just embrace that hallway before God opens the door for you. That's for you. Mm. Okay. So tell people all about um, your business name, where they can find it. And then also maybe any upcoming games that you have and where people can find more of your work. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So my business is called Your World Enterprises or YWE on all socials. We're at Your World ENT. Um, and so uh, I started the business in June of 2023. Um, I do media training for high school and college athletes. So it's a program around like how to handle live interviews, how to build your brand, how to do social media management, how to market yourself for opportunities. Um, we do mock interview practice, which is my favorite thing of like asking athletes questions and then getting the practice on how to be articulate and how to like push their brand. Um, I also do classes for parents in terms of understanding, like what does your athlete need to do in order to maximize where they're at right now or get better. Um, I do basketball training cause I'm still a hooper. Um, I, I very, I very actually consistently do basketball training. Normally my off days off of broadcasting are spent in the gym with one of my main clients. Um, and then I also do broadcast coaching. So I've got a couple of broadcast clients who are, getting into the industry or want to get into the industry and just need a little bit more one-on-one -on -one time feedback. Some of the things you don't get when you take a class. Um, and so kind of providing that. Um, and so I think that's, you know, just my brand is just about pulling as you climb. Like I'm doing these things actively. And so my clients know that the information I'm giving you is not from me reading a book. It's from me sitting in the chair two days ago and telling you like, Hey, this happens. This is the feedback that I'm going to give you on how to handle it. And sometimes it's about watching my work and critiquing me 
which is a great day because then I get better and my clients get better. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so we're at Your World ENT on everything. The next big things we have coming up are just media trainings with colleges and high schools um, and AAU teams. So all throughout the summer, I'll have my own travel schedule and just pop in, go to the AAU team, do media training with them, teach them how to build their brand, push them off and then go to the next team and work with some colleges. And so it's a great, great program. It's regardless of sport. Um, and it just allows me to stay connected and give back. And um, I don't know, just really spend time on something that I believe in. Like, why? Why not make money on what you believe in? And so um, this is what I believe on is just investing in our youth and making sure they thrive in the spotlight. Oh, I love that. I think it's an amazing mission. And where can people find you on social and maybe watch any um, upcoming games of yours? Yes, I'm Ice Young 23 on social on everything upcoming games. I have Georgia Tech at NC State this weekend on the CW. Oh, that's going to be so fun. NC State. Uh, I haven't seen the recent ones AP poll yet, but I believe there's probably still maybe top five, definitely top 10. Oh, I haven't seen the recent one. We can Google that. Um, they were there were just three, right? NC State, yeah, and they bodied Pittsburgh. <laughs> they yeah, bodied yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh. yes. I thought they were like three slash five, but yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's a it's a good team in the country. They've been top five most of the season, so excited to see them. Um, I'm hoping that I get a couple of tournament games to call, and so I'm kind of hoping that like let me start to pay attention to everyone who could be a potential, you know, one through three or four seed because they're hosting, and like you gotta you know know the home team and that kind of thing, and so just doing some preparation for March. Um, and then so excited for March. Like it'll be my first March madness, like as a really here doing all the games, I have several conference tournaments. Um, so I'm working the A-10, I'm working the Summit League and I'm working Conference USA in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, a lot Ooh. of those CBS Sports, ESPN Plus, I think so. Um, yeah, just, just excited for to finish college basketball season. Like I'm kind of sad that we only really have a month left ish, maybe two of it. Um, but I'm just, you know, excited to rock out and make it the best month and a half. Can't wait to see you do your thing. Ice. Thank you so much for being here. Find ice on all that social, everything that she just said. And I mean, hopefully we have you back too. Cause there's a lot we didn't even touch on, um, yeah. but I, I love everything you're putting out. I'm so happy um, to have you in my life. Not going to get too corny, but also so happy to have you on this podcast I'm Gigi Spear. Oh, the hearts. Oh, my God. Okay. This is how Ice is a magician. <laughs> oh, also, you just, magician just in, like made me remember. The 15th is when this comes out. That's Black Girl Magic Day, by the Ooh. way. Yes. yes. Yeah. So shout out that um, Black okay. History Month and shout out Ice, everything that you're doing. Um, I love to see it. And Thank you, everybody, for making Lockdown Basketball your first listen of the day. Lockdown has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can find it on Amazon Fire TV. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like Ice of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Lockdown Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. I'm Gigi Spear, and for Ice Young... That was an episode of Lockdown Women's Basketball.